Evening everyone in Arcadia. It is very good to be with you this evening, finally. Uh, Liesl, myself, and the children have been looking forward uh, to arriving in Pretoria. It's great to be here, um, even if there will be a bit of a gap before uh, we get here officially next year, beginning January. Um, but we are here at the right time of the year, right? Everybody likes Christmas carols. You guys like Christmas carols. I, I saw lots of uh, heads bobbing and uh, uh, guys with uh, um, Christmas hats and stuff. Uh, this time of year is an enjoyable time of year. It's a nostalgic time of year. For those of you who are a little bit more uh, gray in the hair, and I'm starting to catch up. I've got some gray going on in my beard. Um, but, but you remember back... Um, Years. I, I, I rem- I'm like 45. I, I remember back to being like no higher than, than my knee uh, and my parents taking me to parks and enjoying Christmas carols, uh, singing together with other folk, uh, sometimes with, uh, with uh, candles, <laughs> except you don't do that indoors because <laughs> you don't want to burn down the place. Um, but, but I remember that time of year, just the enjoyment um, of the Christmas season. I wonder what your favorite Christmas carol is. Maybe Silent Night. I I heard a lot of the kids singing Silent Night earlier. Maybe that's your favorite Christmas carol. I I used to enjoy when I was a kid. uh, We Three Kings of Orientar, we used to, you know, walk around the place like we were driving camels. Um, That was enjoyable. Uh, You know, Joy to the World is lots of people's favorite Christmas carol. I certainly enjoy Joy to the World. When I was a kid... I used to love singing while shepherds washed their socks by night. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I went to an all-boys school, so, so uh, we got to all kinds of mischief. My, my second favorite carol would have been Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. <laughs> I love that one as I made Santa's naughty list every year. Millions of people, just like you, actually, enjoy this time of year singing Christmas carols, and enjoying the Christmas cheer. But friends, it's, impo- it's possible to enjoy this Christmas season, the presents. My son saw the presents at the hill. They, they've got like a display with a whole lot of presents. He said, oh, those presents for us. <laughs> no, those presents are not for us. They were for display. Or maybe it was this morning. Uh, we went to another church this morning. Uh, those, those were just there for display. But, but this time of year, people can get very wrapped up in, in the cheer of everything, the presents, the food on the table. I'm looking forward to trifle. I'm looking forward to gammon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to maybe a little bit of lamb if uh, Auntie Merlin makes lamb. Time with family, right? We enjoy that this time of year. Being with uncles and aunts that we don't see too often. Maybe not the folk from overseas because they can't get into South Africa right now. But you Skype them in on Boxing Day and uh, chat to them a little bit as well. But it is possible to enjoy this time of year, everything that we're going through, and yet fail to rejoice, that's from the inside, rejoice in what truly matters about what we're celebrating around the time of Christmas. I'm going to read to you a psalm. The psalm that I'm going to read is Psalm 98. And in Psalm 98 this evening, I'm hoping that we see three reasons 
to rejoice in the Lord. Say that with me just so that I know that you've got the big idea that we're going to try and do tonight. Three reasons to rejoice in the Lord. Say rejoice in the Lord. We're going to look at three reasons to rejoice in the Lord this evening. And I'm going to tell you right up front what they are so that you see them in the text as we're going through it. The first reason is this season we are to rejoice in the Lord because He is the Savior. The second reason is we're to rejoice in the Lord because He is the King. And the third reason why we are to rejoice in Jehovah the Lord is because He is the Judge. Will you listen attentively to Psalm 98 as I read it to you? This evening, hear the word of God. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has performed wonders. His right hand and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known, he has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He's remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's great victory. Let the whole earth shout to the Lord. Be jubilant. Shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and melodious song, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord our King. Let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it resound. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. Just so far in the reading of God's word. Rejoice in the Lord, our Savior, verse 1 to 3 of Psalm 98. Just so that it's near to mind as we consider its words, listen to it again. Oh, sing. That's what we've been doing, right? Oh, sing to the Lord. The, the word Lord there, and then again and again and again in Psalm 98, is Jehovah. It's where we get the King James word Jehovah from. A new song. For he has done the following six things. These are, um, uh, these are imperfect verbs. Number one, he has done marvelous things. Number two, his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation. That word salvation is repeated three times for him. The Lord has made known his salvation, number three. Number four, he has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Number five, he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. And number six, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation. Three times repeated in these first three verses of our God. It says, that we, and it's a command, it's an imperative, it's something that we must do, sing to the Lord. And the Lord, yeah, as I said, is Jehovah. It is Jehovah. This is the self-existent one. This is the eternal one, the creator of the heavens and the earth. 
the Hebrew word, and I'm going to appeal to the Hebrew word for the name of the Lord in a little while. So maybe just turn to your neighbor and say, Yehovah. Say, Yehovah. Okay, just keep that in the back of your mind. That's the repeated name for the Lord in this text. Why? Why are we to sing to him? Why do we gather together as Christians to sing Christmas carols, to sing praise and worship and glorify the majestic name of God? Well, he has done extraordinary things. He has done supernatural things. His marvelous salvation has been seen in the world. It might be talking about God's work of creation when he brought order to chaos in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. It might be talking about the, the flood, the great flood that came as a judgment on the world where God saved eight people through it. It might be talking uh, about uh, the exodus, um, God by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm bringing his people out of Egypt. It might be talking about God bringing his people back from exile. Ultimately, this is talking about God's overarching victory and salvation against sin. This is looking forward. It's in an imperfect sense. It could be talking of something which is settled in the past or something that will definitely be settled in the future. And just like the house of Israel, just like God's people of old, humanity today needs God's salvation. Humanity today, just like the house of Israel in bygone years, is dead in its trespasses and sin. And the wrath of God abides on them still. If salvation, ultimately, ultimate salvation over evil is to come to us, it will have to come to us from the Lord God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. But praise God... He is a mighty Savior and believer. Those of you who have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, today as you come into this house in order to raise praise and worship to God, you can rejoice in our Lord because He is your Savior. This evening from this psalm, I want us to see three reasons to rejoice in the Lord. And the first is taken from those first three verses. The Lord is the Savior. The second is taken from the next three verses, from verse 4 to verse 4, 5, 6, to verse 6. And it's that the Lord is the King. Let me read the verses to you, and you'll see the word King there. And again, we're to praise Him and rejoice in Him. Listen to verse 4. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets, the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Yeah, again, we are commanded to make a joyful noise, to sing praises, to make a joyful noise to the Lord. This is to be done with enthusiasm. This is to be a joy-filled 
celebration. Believer, devils delight in your dreary singing. But would shudder and the gates of hell would shake should you gather to declare with God's saints the wonderful works of God in songs and praise. Awake your soul and sing. Sing with resounding whoops of joy. That's what the psalmist is trying to say in these three brief texts. In verse 1 to 3, the house of Israel was commanded to sing. But in verse 4 to 6, all the earth joins in the chorus. Christianity is supposed to look like this. Every nation and tribe and language and people religion. That's what Christianity ought to look like. All the peoples of the earth singing together with resounding praise before the Lord our God. We sing before the king of heaven and earth. God intends to rule his people. When the nation of Israel rejected the Lord, he gave them kings. He gave them first Saul, and then he gave them David, and he gave them kings upon kings upon kings. But those kings were imperfect shadows of a future king, one whose throne would be established forever and ever. Believer, when you gather in this house, to sing in joyful praise, set your eyes on the throne above and point your hearts to the King of kings and Lord of lords. This evening from Psalm 98, I really want us to see three reasons to rejoice in the Lord. And the first reason was that He is our Savior, verse 1 to 3. The second reason is that the Lord is our King, verse 4 to 6. The third reason is that the Lord is our judge, verse 7 to 9. Let me read the text to you so that it's near to mind. It says, let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth, and he will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Can you feel the chorus of celebration rising? We've gone from instruments in verse 1 to 3 to uh, shouting and, and, uh, and singing in verse uh, uh, 4 to 6. But now, as we come into this section, we have roaring and clapping and shouting before the, God, before the Lord. And it's now not just the house of Israel, and it's not just the whole earth, but the whole of creation, the sea, the world, the rivers, and the mountains are breaking out in praise and jubilation to the Lord. Why would creation praise? And obviously there's metaphor going on here, but why would creation praise the Lord? Because the whole of creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. But friends, the end is near. Judgment day. 
God's final ultimate judgment will bring salvation to the elect and sweet release to all of creation. Even the trees are getting excited at the thought. And so the question is, are you ready? On that day, every man and woman and child that is here tonight will stand before a holy God as he renders his final judgment upon your eternal soul. Are you in peril? This evening, from the psalm, we have seen three reasons to rejoice, take joy and sing in praise and worship in the Lord. The first reason is he is the Savior. And the second reason is he is the King. And the third reason is he is the judge. But what does this have to do with Christmas? Isaac Watts penned that wonderful Christmas carol, Joy to the World. And as you go through the verses of Joy to the World, you will see very clearly, if you read it next to Psalm 98, that Isaac Watts took his theme from this great psalm. And the reason for that is he saw Jesus in this psalm, as do all Christians. We see Jesus because the Lord here is Jehovah. And that word repeated over and over again in verse 1 to 3. The word salvation in the Hebrew is Yasha. Uh, you can turn to your neighbor and say Yasha, just so that I know that you're still with me. See, you've learned two Hebrew words today. Not just Christmas carols, but Hebrew as well. <laughs> so you've got two words. You've got Jehovah, the Lord, and you've got Yasha, salvation. Now you put them together and you get Jehovah plus Yasha. You get Yahashua. The Lord is salvation. Now that Hebrew word is used in the Old Testament. We translate it from the Old Testament into a name, Joshua. The name Joshua means the Lord is salvation. In English, we have Joshua, but in Greek, as they translated the Old Testament, they translated it into Jesus. And as we go from the Greek in our New Testament into English, we get a name. And that name is Jesus. Jesus means the Lord is our salvation. It is not incorrect as we read Psalm 98 to think of the ultimate salvation of the Lord and to think of the person of Jesus Christ. It is not incorrect as we read Psalm 98 and think of the ultimate king of the heavens and the earth and think of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not incorrect as we read Psalm 98 and read of the ultimate judge of the living and the dead and think of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so as we remember the babe born in Bethlehem, we recognize that joy has come into this world and we turn that joy in our hearts to praise and to worship to him as the psalmist is calling for in Psalm 98. Friends, 
we are to rejoice in the Lord Jesus, our Savior, verse 1 to 3. As Paul writes in the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. This is why Luke writes in chapter 4 verse 12 of the book of Acts that there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That name is the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, who is our salvation. Friends, as we read Psalm 98, we read and we think of rejoicing in the Lord Jesus, our King. He is the promised Messiah, the Son of David, the rightful heir and King in the Davidic line. This is why the angel Gabriel said to Mary, he will be great and will call and be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. This is why as we read Psalm 98, we read and we think of rejoicing in the Lord Jesus, our judge. Because Jesus himself is the righteous judge. He said of himself that the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. And so the question that I have for you this evening, having addressed believers as we went through the text, is to those who have not yet placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Friend, how can a guilty sinner like you stand before a holy God in the final judgment and you will stand? Whether he comes this evening or tomorrow or next month or next year or in a decade's time, He will come to judge the living and the dead. Or if you pass away tonight or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or in a decade's time, it makes no difference. It is appointed for all men to die once and then face judgment. How can a guilty sinner like you stand justified before a righteous God? It should cause you to quake because the wrath of God abides Upon you still, how can you avoid his wrath? Why is there so much rejoicing going on in Psalm 98 and in believers' hearts this evening? Because Jesus Christ, the babe born in Bethlehem, is the man who died on a tree as a substitute for your sin. He rose from the grave on the third day. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father on high. And he is the judge who will come and judge the living and the dead. But he is our savior and he is our king and he is our judge. The call on you this evening, friend, is to repent of your sin. Do it now, do it urgently while salvation is on offer. Join the heavenly chorus of all ages, all believers, men, women, and children, together with the angels of heaven above, and join the chorus of joy, because it has certainly come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins and believe, and you will 
be saved. Let us close in a word of prayer. Father God, it is with great joy that we read your word. Because in it, your son Jesus Christ is revealed to us. And Lord God, he is majestic. He is full of splendor and majesty. He is beautiful to behold. And in him we see light and life. He is the savior of the world. Holy Spirit, even this evening, would you open our eyes that we might see Jesus Christ once again. And in believing, would you continue to transform our lives from one degree of glory to the next? For those, Lord God, who are in darkness, would you bring light to their lives that they would believe and call on the name of Jesus and enter into eternal rest? These things we pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior.